1: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey,
0: everybody! Welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin. And I'm joined by my co-host Cody Schultz. We've got another great episode for you today. We picked the most surprisingly good Netflix shows of 2021 so far. I know we've got basically a full month left, but uh, we've got we've got a lot of good shows to talk about. But first we have to talk about the finale of one of our favorite shows, and that is The Great British Baking Show. So I think it was season
1: 12. Is this season 12 or something, Cody? I think so. It always throws me off because they call them collections, and Netflix doesn't have all of the collections. Like, I think there's, like, two or three seasons that aren't streaming for some reason, like the very old seasons, uh, which I kind of hate. Like, I'd love to go back and watch those seasons that haven't aired in the U.S. before, but I thought it was a really good finale. I have to admit, like... Going into this, Chiggs and Chrishell had been my two favorites from the beginning. So I was a little bummed that they were second and third, or however they ranked. But I was happy, really, if any of the three won.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I So I guess I should have said spoilers, but it's been out for, like, what, over a week now? So uh, Giuseppe ends up winning. Um, it was a little... I don't know if, if I want to call it controversial, because... He didn't really have that good of a showing in the finale, but it was like he had like a dramatic like head start, right? Like I think that throughout the whole season he had been number one or number two to Jurgen for like I don't know the full season, and then Jurgen kind of stumbled the last couple of episodes. Giuseppe gets into the finale and then gets last in the technical. What did you think of that? He burnt the, he burnt the cinnamon rolls
1: yeah I have to admit I was a little bit shocked, especially the way they talked like almost like it was his to lose from the beginning of the episode. And I'm like, if you're basing it on that week's bakes, then it should have just been on that week's bake and since he kind of he struggled a little bit in the first one and then in the technical like you said, like burnt his dessert, it was like I thought i I don't know, I was a little bit surprised honestly that he won. If you look at the overall season, I think it you know makes sense, but if you're looking at like it's supposed to be like that week's bakes it seems to be like hit and miss with some of the seasons lately. Like some Mm -hmm. seasons they base it. You can tell it was like based on the, like that bake others. It's like, they look at the whole season. And so that's like the only weird thing for me is I'm like, did he really like based on those three bakes deserve to win? Maybe not. Did he, you know, looking at the whole season, I think he did deserve it, but I was happy with all three. I feel like this show is one that there's never really villains. So it's easy to root for anybody. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think the the most dramatic thing that's ever happened was when that one lady took the guy's ice cream cake out of the freezer. That was the, like, she was the biggest villain of, of all time in this show. No, I, it's so hard to, like, not, uh, they all look so good. And so when, like, no one really made any glaring mistakes except for, do you think that Chriselle, is it Chriselle? Chris, Christelle, sorry. Um, would have won if, um, she didn't have raw bread, raw focaccia. The focaccia was raw.
1: Yeah, I think that was like the like the stake in her coffin, like for losing the shows because everything else was flawless for her that mm. episode. But then there was that one bread that just like I imagine like that's gonna be the thing that like haunts her now. Like that would be the thing that would haunt me, um, because it was such a shame. Because even her display, like of the three show uh, stoppers, like her setup, like with the. Allison wondering like the leaves in the garden seemed like she had not just her desserts look good but how she she staged it just looked like better than the other two and yeah. so if it hadn't been like, if that bread hadn't been on the plate I wonder if she would have won it
0: I know and so was that her fourth that was her fourth element so she got like a three out of four basically and that's probably why. well I don't know it's hard to say why Giuseppe won I think that he had the best thing like the panna cotta or whatever that they couldn't stop eating was like what <laughs> What he uh, I think that if it comes down to it and it's like close, it's like, did you have like the best thing that day? And that was probably what happened. But I don't know. I, I hate when the show ends. I just want the next season to come out already. Unfortunately, it's going to be like, when did this premiere? September? End of September?
1: Yeah, I believe it was sometime in September. The good thing is we do have the two, I think it's two, episodes of the holiday one. I can't remember the exact date, but they'll be coming in December. So that's always like a nice like after the season treat. And it's kind of fun seeing like some of the returning favorites just to come back, do a little holiday one. Uh, I can't remember what the prize is. I think it's like a different kind of cake platter, like a holiday version (laughs) of it.
0: Yeah, different. (laughs) That's all they win. No one wins any money. They just get a cake platter and, and bragging rights. But uh Okay. So I guess uh, we could, we should probably move on and talk about what we came here to talk about. We could talk about Great British Baking Show for hours, but, uh, so surprisingly good Netflix shows of 2021. I had a hard time coming up with this because, and I, we tried to keep it like, I don't know, to new shows. I think the other shows, if they've already released a season, unless they like, you know, there's a dramatic like shift in like quality. Usually they're pretty much stay like the same. So we did new shows. And then I kind of just tried for the ones that I picked, just like if it outlived my expectations or I like, did I go in and like, I don't know, was it better than I expected it to be? And these are those shows. Is that kind of what you did, too?
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption. And it was hard because I feel like you said with like returning shows, unless they had a really bad like previous season it's hard to say that they were good because you kind of go into it anticipating that it's going to be good. And it's like the opposite if they have a bad season. Um, so I feel like that was harder. And I don't think there were really any misses from the returning shows this year. Yeah.
0: I was looking at the list. There was really like really, really quality shows, especially like the later half, like second half of 2021 was really good with Outer Banks, Sex Education, you We're going to see the Witcher, Emily in Paris um, coming up. But I guess if we could start off the, th- the list, I guess saying that, it was a little bit rough go at the, at the beginning of the year because we didn't really have a lot of those big returners, um, because they were interrupted or production was interrupted because of the pandemic. So one of the first big shows that I, I think surprised people, um, was Shadow and Bone. And I know I like hype this up to be like really big, but I think just looking at like, I don't know, the landscape of stuff, like it, it, how they were able to put it together and how they use the books and the stories and the characters from those books. Um, in the first season, I think worked out really well. So that was the first pick. Um, should I just read through all of them?
1: Yeah, let's do a quick recap and then we're just we can bounce around some of the ones. Okay.
0: So the the uh, how many do we choose? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Netflix best most surprisingly good Netflix shows of 2020. We've got Shadow and Bone, Cobra Kai, True Story, Squid Game, Lupin, Sexy Beasts, and this one is like half Netflix uh, manifest. <laughs> so I guess looking back at the list, we could go back to shadow and bone. I, I just felt like that one really like when that premiered in April, I kind of thought, okay, here we go. Like this is Netflix has a strong lineup coming the rest of the year. And that was one. Um, what about you? Any, any standouts on this list?
1: Yeah, I think too, with shadow and bone, like the important thing to say is we hyped it up, but it lived up to the hype. I think mm-hmm. like why it deserves a spot on here. Like, There's been times in the past when we've seen a show and hyped it up and then it's like the show actually comes and it's not exactly like what we were anticipating. And I feel like this one definitely lived up and was really good. Um, And I think it just developed like an audience and fandom that like even them, like those who maybe aren't into the genre or weren't familiar with the book. Um, And so it just surprised people in that way, too. I think the one for me is Sexy Beast. Its concept seems like it shouldn't work, but I could not help. Like I've been through each of the six episode seasons so quick when they drop, because it's just, like, such a random out there one, and it's just kind of, like, a fun spin on, like, the dating show genre that's been around for so long. I mean, where, are there, where else can you see, like, these crazy costumed characters, like, having dinner in, like, the middle of a restaurant, and it's just Yeah, fun.
0: it's, like, the production quality for a reality show, this isn't just, like, have two people meet up and blind date like we normally do, it is that, but the Sitting through hours and hours of like, to have like Hollywood movie level aesthetic costumes is like, I don't know. It just takes the show to a whole new level. It's so weird. Like I couldn't get, like if you can get over, I feel like that, like, um, like that barrier, like to, to watch it, like I could not stop like looking at like the, I can't remember what the like care, like animal things were in the first episode that I watched, but I like, the way their mouth was moving and, like, what they were saying. And it just, like, it made me weirded out. But I get why why it's uh, surprisingly good. Because it looks like you'd think that it'd be so bad. But it's actually very entertaining.
1: I think what helps it, too, is that the contestants are in on it. Like, they mock mm-hmm. the costumes a little bit themselves. Like, they're having fun with it. I almost think it would be hilarious to see. Like, because each episode is, an, you know, a new batch of people. So there's always three blind dates and then the person doing the dating. I almost think it would be fun to see this as like a long form like to where they all start and like they're eliminated one by one just to like see almost like can you imagine the bachelor like everyone's in costume all the whole season and you're like getting the reveals of like what they look like because then it all becomes more about personality than looks. That's actually not a
0: bad yeah. I, I'm kind of with that. It's like love is blind, but like love is animals or something like that. Like, or it's love is blind. Maybe that's what they'll do. They'll do love is blind. And then the first time they meet, they're wearing like these weird animal <laughs> masks and then they get it. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Love is blind, February 2022. Um, let's see. Of the other ones, I put Cobra Kai on the list because I didn't have a chance to watch it when it was on, um, youtube and i had heard a lot about it being like oh this show is really good and i was like it's on youtube it's a karate kid like spin-off reunion like i don't i couldn't like place it and then as soon as i watched it i was so hooked like i watched the first three seasons like um i think i got i think i got the third season early like last um december within like a week like i just binge watched it like so fast um so that's why i put it on the list and season four drops on December 31st so I think this double is double good right
1: <laughs> yeah I still think it's such like a creative ploy to drop the third season January 1st and then end the year dropping season four like that's just such a fun ploy like give fans because it's almost basically a year gap but technically in the same year and I feel like the nice thing about this one is like you mentioned it came from a, a YouTube no offense to like them but I feel like it wasn't one that people were really talking about and then the show kind of surprise people and found new life on Netflix and so I think that's definitely like worth mentioning and celebrating because it doesn't always go that way with some shows like designated survivors I feel like a good one that it was such mm-hmm. a big show on ABC that got canceled Netflix saved it but then it was like season three came and went and no one really talked about it and so I think the fact that fans you know were f- driven to this show once it finally hit on Netflix and was on a streaming service they actually were subscribing to um, you know obviously it's paying off because season four is coming and We're anticipating more seasons to come even beyond that. And so I think that's a big thing. I also think this year was a big year for international shows. I know Mm -hmm. we have you know Lupin and Squid Game on here. And I think those were two that really just took over and exploded. I mean, Squid Game alone has become one of the biggest series of the year. I think it might be the biggest series of the year in terms of like the Netflix stats. And I never would have anticipated talking about Squid Game at any point. Like I didn't even know what, what it was until it started like that word of mouth, getting people talking and watching.
0: Yeah, this is what I love about Netflix or one of the things I love about Netflix is like they can they share the list of like what's coming in a given month. And if it's not something that's like, you know, Shadow and Bone or a returning show or something like that, it's really hard. Like we know, obviously, what's coming and like but we never know those with those new shows what's going to really hit. And, you know, we've seen it a few times. Stranger Things is another example um, of just like a Netflix show that really shouldn't be maybe as popular as it is like it it, like it starts very very small and i feel like that's what happened with squid game it probably started that first weekend i bet it was you know the international audience probably lifted that one to into the top 10 and stuff um but then you know as like social media people started talking about how good it was it just like took off like i had people texting me have you seen squid game i'm like yeah but like like, I, it's just weird when that happens. And so, um, Lupin was another one that premiered in January, I think. And then, um, it's a French series and Omar Sy is amazing. Uh, he, I, he'll be, I think he's going to be in the Marvel movies, something like that. I, I saw, um, he, he just got added to the cast of something big, but he's awesome in that, that show. It, uh, big heist elements. It's, uh, it's really, really solid. I guess, um, before we run out of time here. Our other one that we picked, True Story, Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. I didn't have, like, any expectation going into that one, and it actually was pretty good, so we added it. The one, we have a, another minute we could talk about, Manifest. I think that this one, half Netflix, half not, it, like, found new life on Netflix, and it, I hope that it doesn't go the way of Designated Survivor. We've got 20 new episodes on the way, but now it's a Netflix original series, and I feel like that the, that show kind of, like, you know owned the year basically for netflix what do you think
1: yeah this one really it was one i feel like it's been like a sleeper for nbc like obviously there were passionate fans that's why they stepped in and helped save the show but it wasn't the one that like mainstream everyone was talking about and then it got canceled by nbc and that's really when we saw like just how strong and passionate this fandom is they rallied behind it it helped that the show you know season one and i think season two dropped on netflix um back to back and so fans like started watching it it immediately started to climb in the rankings and then held a spot in the top 10 for, I mean, several, several weeks. And then, of course, season three came. And so it's just, I feel like this one wasn't one that I necessarily anticipated being so big for Netflix. And it's just kind of another one of those examples of something finding a new life through Netflix. Like, there were already the fans, but then everyone was talking about it. So new fans started to kind of start watching it on Netflix. And I imagine when season four finally drops, like, it's going to be a huge release And that's because of the part Netflix has played.
0: Yeah, that's it. I I couldn't say it better. I think that uh, this is definitely one to watch um, in the future. I guess, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything that we missed. I think all of these shows are worthy of watching. So um, if you need something to check out before the end of the year, um, watch Shadow and Bone, Cobra Kai, True Story, Squid Game, Lupin, Sexy Beast, and Manifest. Um, We're officially out of time. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time.